Hey, I'm Pastor Rhonda. And I'm Pastor Seth. You're listening to Growing Hope. Living Faith. Well, welcome back to Growing Hope Living Faith Podcast. We are so glad that you are listening in as we are going to be continuing on the conversation of um, spiritual formation and spiritual disciplines and all of those fun things. And uh, looking forward to today, we're going to be talking about uh, some hard things. This this stuff isn't, it's not always easy. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about silence and solitude. We feel like a lot of that just kind of flows into Sabbath. And Mm -hmm. those are, those are hard words sometimes for us to 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 i guess ingest a little bit maybe i don't know um they're they're hard because we're always on the go we are which we've really been on the go lately because we just got back from vacation Mm -hmm. and you guys are at disney we were at the beach right we came back and i started in a new class and we had a big day in our church yesterday we had it was a fun day a sunday fun day and we had um, water slides for the kids and barbecue man the barbecue was good barbecue was so good yeah yeah. it was really i went and got a couple plates of barbecue actually (laughs) (laughs) and watermelon i didn't do the bread though so i was trying to be a little good i was trying to you know so i didn't eat the bread with it but But uh, i had dessert did you eat dessert I did eat a couple, <laughs> couple different desserts, unfortunately. Me I guess too. that's where it made up Me for. Me too. So, yeah, we had a cornhole tournament going on. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. It was hot. That was very hot. But it was a blessing because we really thought it was going to be rained out. Yes. And the rain just stayed away the it whole did. time. So, now this week, I'm leaving in the morning to drive to Adrian for camp meetings. That's right. You're doing all the music. Do you have all your music ready to rock and roll? Yes. I actually did because I awesome. had to, like, turn in lyrics and stuff uh, along time ago so i've got my music planned i just need to practice it so i guess i'll do a little bit of that tomorrow on the way down but i'm so excited to be in church like twice a day three times a day we have tyler um tyler watersmith he's going to be talking about spiritual formation so that's really cool with this class and now our podcast i will be taking great notes and i will share uh, what i learned from from him That'd be awesome. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna be able to make it down for camp. So, but uh, we'll definitely be praying. And I know, obviously, people who are listening will be praying for you guys as well. Please do. uh, Yeah. So it's gonna be good. So, well, awesome. Well, I mean, I'm ready to kind of jump. I think into this. If you're ready to jump into this, and um, like I said, it's it's a very very hard topic. And um, silence. We struggle with it. Right. Even in churches, like we we don't we don't take the time to truly to just be silent because Quiet. everything mm-hmm. within us i mean it just we we get uncomfortable we're so uncomfortable with silence right. are you one of those people that you have to sleep with a tv on and that kind of thing so we don't we don't we don't sleep with a tv on but we don't sleep in silence because we actually have a box fan yeah. so even at night you know right. we've got to have that noise and it really is because there's so much just other noise going uh-huh. on in the world around us. And uh, and so, you know, our kid, kids sleep with a box fan. We sleep with a right. box fan just to have that noise to kind of drown out. Um, but, yeah, so that the silence is something that even at night, right. I, don't, I don't even get silence. And I won't have that at Adrian. I'm yeah, starting yeah. to think, oh, yeah, I'll have to use that app. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll use a little app to lull me to sleep right. because I can't stand at nighttime to sleep real quiet silence it is uncomfortable in church and i mean if you just ask everybody to be quiet if you go 60 seconds Mm. people are squirming it is very uncomfortable but before we can get silent i think an obstacle to that is solitude Mm. we need to be alone before we can ever get silent true silence yep 
hundred percent. And that's when I really started using a box fan at night was when I was at college. And so you had sweet mates. We had seven sweet mates and you're not ever going to get quiet. You know, right. just guys have different routines and some of them will be up playing like late at night playing video games. And so, you know, whenever I lost that solitude, um, you know, of kind of being in a small home with a small family mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, then that's, that's when I kind of brought that in. And so, you know, it was almost like life necessitated, necessitated, I guess that is that necess- necessitated. Is that how you say it? I don't know. <laughs> um, it's like life, you know, needed that. And, um, and so, um, and, but then, you know, once I left college, I had been so used to it because then mm-hmm. I worked for at my university for four years after that. And so I was mm-hmm. in that same in, like environment for eight years. And then, you know, once I left, it was like, ah, gotta have it. Right. Gotta have right, it. Right. So that's what happens. You know, um, I was, uh, there's this uh, video I watched before we, uh, we did this and, um, it was said it was very interesting. He kind of quoted a guy who said in 1968, um, he was, he recorded uh, nature sounds. And so his goal was to just try to record nature and all that in 1968 in order to get one hour of, you know, uh, I guess, true nature sound that didn't have any other sound in it, whether it be airplanes or cars or whatever. Um, he had to record for 15 hours wow. um, to be able to get that one hour of just actual right. nothing but nature, nothing but that which he was trying to get. Um, today, and this was even filmed many, actually probably 10 years ago, um, that that same hour to, to be able to get where there's no other sounds, no other you know sound that you don't want, um, takes 2000 hours oh my to be able goodness. to get that. That's how yeah. much just noise and sound we have going on. Like I said, that's out in nature. You know, if you think if wow. you live in town and then even with the advent of social media and all that, and you say, well, that's not noise, but it is noise. It is mental I noise. mean, just there is always things are just being thrown at us. Right. We're overstimulated. We are. Deep, deep. Yes, we are. And I do think it's hard. Um, I guess it depends on what kind of season is a little easier for me to steal away and be alone and have like a time of solitude right. and incorporate silent, complete silence in that because we're empty nesters. Mm-hmm. So sad, but yeah, our kids are grown. And um, so one of my classmates at Trevecca, she was writing about her experience of silence and she said she, she couldn't, there is absolutely no po- possible way she could ever be completely silent. But um, she did use this little time where she was driving her kids to the doctor and she put on a little music um, that just lulled them to sleep. And she had this little time in the car where she was intentional about just trying to, you know, hush everything out of her mind. But, um, you know, I told her today, I I wrote a response and I said, this is such a season. You're in one of those seasons where long are the days, short are the years. So this is going to change, but man, it's really a challenge. And for moms, you know, they're stay at home moms, you might have to take a little longer of a shower, you know, or you might. And and here's the thing too, accept help. I mean, if you do have Mm -hmm. family or friends or neighbors or people that you can trust with your kids, by all means, take them up on it and just steal away some time because it's so important that's right it's just said it is very very important this this is something that i mean it can very much form us and shape us and allow us to experience god on a totally different level when we're able to 
kind of get alone and we're able to quieten everything down and not have distractions going on in our life. What we'll often find is, and I think a lot of times people don't continue to do this is because what they find is that their mind becomes the the noise. That was my experience because I went right by my textbook and it says, if silence is new for you, begin with 10 minutes. So I thought I could do this for 10 minutes because it's pretty quiet here. So I set the timer and um, I got comfortable and I did the deep breathing and, Mm. you know, let everything out. And it was like my own thoughts just would not. No, I remembered everything like putting clothes in the dryer and don't forget to pick this up and don't forget to do this and do that. And then, you know, the accusing thoughts started like, why are you doing this? This is stupid. And, you know, you don't have enough time to just sit still in a chair and be quiet. But I did. And I found it very beneficial because before it was all said and done, I had tears rolling down my cheeks, you know, because I, I was just getting I was connecting with my heart, the right. deepest levels of my heart without, you know, any distractions and just listening to what God had to say. Right. And this is a discipline, right? All disciplines, they take practice and it takes time. And um and so this one is, is a very, very tough one, like I said, because we can get everything quiet around us, but then sometimes it's hard for us, like I said, to get quiet. And sometimes when we get quiet, uh, you know, we get tired, right? right. And uh, not, yeah. that's a bad thing either. Well, that was my first thing. When I first sat down and I started settling down with my deep breathing and just complete silence, it was in the morning and I felt right. sleepy and mm-hmm. I thought, I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. And um I think that's because that's our culture. We are just so overstimulated. We don't get enough rest. We don't get just plain, simple sleep that's Mm -hmm. uninterrupted. That's right. On a deep level. I mean, I have two kids, too. And so I I rarely go through a night without waking up two or three times and um, having to deal with it. I remember those days. I remember. But, you know, like I said, we don't wish that away. You know, we're we're thankful for the the moment that we are in and we're trying to enjoy every moment that we're in. But it, it does. It does affect our sleep. It affects a lot of different things. But that's why people, I think, give up on this so easily. And then sometimes when we're alone and we're with our thoughts or you know try trying to meditate trying to do some of those things um we don't like maybe some of the things we actually think through but this this really is a discipline and the, the reason we want to talk about this is because we really believe it can be formational in getting closer to god and trying to understand god a little bit deeper mm-hmm. and that's that's why it's so important that we continue to push and we continue to practice this discipline over and over and over again because this discipline is actually found quite a bit throughout scripture as well right right that's true. I'm thinking of Jesus. He yeah, yeah, yeah. withdrew a lot to go pray. And um, again, sometimes it's just getting away and saying, here I am, mm-hmm. Lord, here yeah. I am. Yeah. And we see that, you know, all through scripture. Yeah. But you had a great passage. Was it Elijah? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, you know, when I think of silence and solitude, uh, this is this is one of the passages that I come to pretty regularly, uh, frequently, um, to really kind of inform. Um, because, you know, God... I think all of us would say that God desires to talk to us, right? He, mm-hmm. he desires. Now, it's easy for us um, sometimes to try to do all the talking. And right. even when we get silent, we just want to talk, want to talk, want to talk. But I think silence and solitude is really about quieting yourself and getting to a place where you really begin to listen, right? Because you want to hear the voice of God. And in, in order for us to really hear the voice of God, we actually have to be willing to listen. But, you know, Elijah has been going through so many things. And mm-hmm. there's this great passage that so many people love 
where he's on the prophet or he's on Mount Carmel with all the prophets mm-hmm. of Baal. And we love that story. The big showdown. Yeah, yeah the big showdown. Exciting. We love, love that story. And Except I love when that they story. All get- killed <laughs> right 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 anyway continue but maybe we do like parts of that too you know what i'm saying like yeah. you know and and sometimes we can get behind that maybe more than we can get behind other things but um but yeah um there's this great thing you know he runs for his life and um and and i think actually before this too is he does uh prophesy the drought right mm-hmm. and so that there's going to be a drought but then he begins to run for his life and um he's scared of what's going to happen and uh, he, he gets tired or, you know, he's, he's tired from running and an angel of the Lord comes to him and feeds him. Right. right. And he falls asleep when it's kind of that tiredness we were talking about. Yeah. And while you're on that thought, yeah, this, yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. this is my ADD kicking in. But, you know, you look at scripture and you, usually in any other time that you see where an angel has appeared, usually the, the first word is fear not, right. you know, because they're so scared. He was so doggone tired that yep. he wasn't even afraid that an angel appeared, yeah, right. you know, he was that exhausted. So the angel fed him. So he, I could just picture it. He's laying there and yep. the angel puts food in his mouth and eats it and he goes right back to sleep yep. because he is that exhausted, that tired. Right. And, you know, we get that way because mm-hmm. we're overstimulated yeah. and we are just tired. Yeah. And that happens twice. The angel wakes him up again, feeds him, yes. and he falls back asleep again. So, I mean, it just tells you the exhaustion that life has really been hard on Elijah. Right, it's um, draining. Draining, yeah, on such a such deep level. And um, when the angel of the Lord comes to him again, and he kind of complains and says, oh, I'm the only one left for the service for the Lord and all this. The angel says, hey, God's going to come talk to you. And mm-hmm. so you need to go and uh, get ready. So he goes in this cave, and this is where this passage picks up, essentially, and says this. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And this is coming from 1 Kings 19, starting in verse 11. It says this, then a great and powerful wind tore through the mountain, tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. That would be terrifying. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine, especially if you're in the mountain, right? Like you are in there (laughs) and all these rocks and stuff are tearing apart. Rumbling. Mm. Go ahead. Can't imagine what that was. Yeah. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And then the voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He knew it. You know, he is because he's heard that voice before. He knew it. Yeah. You know, we we often translate that gentle whisper as gentle whisper. You know, that's how it's lots of times translated in in English. Um, If you actually go back to the original language, it is this. It's it's silence is what it is. Mm -hmm. It's in the silence. It's not this gentle whisper, but it's. God is going to speak to Elijah and how he is going to speak to Elijah is it's in the silence that he's going to speak. Mm. And then that's what happens. Right. God speaks to him in the silence. And, you know, I love this about God. Um, It's so good. Uh, You know, we don't have, in order for us to hear from God, we don't have to have this craziness, big things going on in life. You know, like it doesn't, God doesn't all like, and he can speak through whatever he desires to speak through. But like, it's not the fire. It's not this great, big, extravagant thing that's going on around him. It's not the earthquake. Like I said, something that would scare and it's, it's trembling. It's not in this strong wind. Like it's not in all of these things that are great and huge and big. 
But there's something about the silence that God speaks in the silence. God's not going to force his voice into our lives. But there is something that if we really, really want to hear from God and experience God and be able to listen to God, there is something about the silence that that is where God will truly meet us and talk to us is in the silence. He's not going to force his way in. It's not going to be in all these big, crazy. And like I said, God will speak in those things. But if we really, really want to hear there's something about the silence so that means we have to create the space god does the transforming work he does the transformation but we create spaces and we position ourselves Mm. and we open our hearts before him and if we're never pulling away if we're never still if we're never quiet and we're not turning off the rest and the noise will we ever hear that still small voice if the tv's blaring will we hear it Mm. if there's just so much talk all around us you know good music you know yeah yeah, i mean you can have good music and i know god can speak through that but what does he want to say to your heart what does he want to speak to you Mm. yeah and like i said i think sometimes we we don't want to deal with the problems of life, right? Because Elijah's going through so many problems, right? He's worried that people are going to kill him. He's worried that people are after him. He's worried that he's the only one left. He's worried there's all of these fears and there's all of these things that essentially are going on in Elijah's life. Mm-hmm. And he, and we have fears in our lives. And sometimes mm-hmm. we're so afraid of our fears, we don't want to get silent and we don't want the noise to stop because when the noise stops, we're afraid we've got to deal with the things that we don't want to deal with, with the, the issues, the fears, the the whatever you want to say it is, but it's only when we really begin to get quiet. Right. That's where it starts. That's where God will begin to speak into those, into those things. And, um, and, and, and like I said, I think Elijah goes from this point and, and he's, he's better off for it, right? right? Like he's right. in such a much better state, but if he had never gotten to this point, then, you know, right. what, what, how would this story potentially turn out? Right. And I think for us, it's a matter of practicing it. It's a matter of yep. just doing it. it. Even if it requires setting a timer for 10 minutes a day. Um, I know sometimes practically speaking, I can get um, really distracted with my thoughts. It's usually yep. the things I need to do, but I'll just keep a running to-do list. If it's something mm. that needs to be done, I mean, sometimes it's legitimate thoughts, but just keep a list. You know, and say, I'll get to it later, but it's not going to distract me from what I'm doing right now. If it's that important, yeah, I'll write it down. If it's not important, then I'll just, you know, dismiss it. But it it starts with starting small, but it's a practice. That's right. It's something that you have to not just try it today, but it's it's creating rhythms in your life that just make space for God. Yep. And the Jewish people would have called that Sabbath. Sabbath, right. On a very deep level. Um, They had this huge practice of sabbath um you know and i've i've always heard and related this idea of sabbath um is simply to this thought process of stop right stop just stop stop everything right Right. like stop and um that's so hard for us to do in the world that we live in it is and um i've read a book and i need to go back and reread it but it's called mud house sabbath and i got it last year at 
at PowCon, mm-hmm. but it went into great detail about the Jewish people and, and what they do, what they don't do. And one of the things that kind of stood out to me is this whole idea of creating mm-hmm. that, you know, if you're a creative mind and you're constantly creating, that just breaks. I mean, you have to stop yeah. creating for that time period. Mm-hmm. And then when you pick back up, it's like you're renewed, you're refreshed to be able to do that again. And is it, is it Friday night, like sundown till Saturday night? Saturday yeah. night, yeah. It's a 24 so it's hour like 24 period. hours. Sundown to sundown, yes. Right. And that means, like, I mean, this book I was reading, that they don't even cook. Like, you have to plan ahead. You have to know, you know, what you're doing. But everyone in the family does it. So this right. is, you know, something that everybody does in that culture. And it's very beautiful. And it, when I read through the book, I thought, you know, I would love to incorporate some of that because it's really hard to take a 24-hour period on a weekly basis. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, I don't think I can do that at this point in my life. Mm. And even as an empty an empty nester, I don't have a 24 hours on a weekly basis that I can just forfeit. But I can do half days, and I can do sure. – um, you know, maybe quarterly, take the, a whole day yep. or, you know, at least be mindful of our bodies are made to rest. Mm. And I know I just go, go, go. Yep. And, you know, a lot of times Eric was laughing at me because we kayaked last week and we had to walk up this little hill to <laughs> see. We parked our um, our kayaks and then we hiked up. I, I say hiked. We went up a little hill to see some um, waterfalls. But I was sore <laughs> from that. And he's like, that was one hill. But, um, but, you know, sometimes we can push our bodies and push our minds. I push my mind. If I can count calories for all my thoughts, man. (laughs) But we push our minds and we push ourselves so much that we do need more than just a moment of silence, more than 10 minutes of silence. But we need to unplug for longer periods of time occasionally. You know, even if you can't do it weekly, try to do it monthly. Yeah. And, you know, the beautiful thing is Jesus comes on the scene and he's, you know, he, his disciples did stuff on Sabbath. He obviously healed on the Sabbath. And right. and he put Sabbath where it's really supposed to be. Sabbath is for man, man not for the Sabbath, right. which is a beautiful thing. Once again, like it's a beautiful thing. And I think Jesus was very big on this mentality of Sabbath, of silence, solitude, of withdrawing, of, you know, doing what he needed to do to make sure that he was connected. And I think it's important for us to keep Sabbath in that place, but there needs to be moments in our life where we are practicing Sabbath. We've got to have these moments um, where we really are stopping. And, you know, I think lots of times we don't um, observe or practice Sabbath um, because we don't necessarily trust in God, right? right? We live in a country, and maybe not everybody listening lives in America, but we live in a day and time where we say time is money, right? right. Like if if I'm breathing or if I'm awake, then I'm going to be doing what I've got to do to make sure that I'm getting ahead, to make sure that I'm doing whatever you want to do or however you want to define it. But to be a follower of Jesus, we say, you know what, that we trust in God and we trust in his providing ability. And so for us, it is our trust that leads us to this place of Sabbath to say, you know what, we're going to trust. Like, could I potentially be doing something to earn money? Could I potentially be doing something that is valuable? Yes, I potentially could, but you know what, I am going to honor God and trust that if I 
invest this time and this energy into this silent solitude Sabbath, then God is going to take care of me and he's going to provide for me and he's going to do all of those things. And I'm going to be in a much better position just emotionally, physically, health-wise if I do these things. I'm going to trust that God's going to be God and he's going to take care of. And, you know, I've, I've heard story after story after story, and I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to tell one today, but of people who've actually really, really practiced Sabbath, mm. when they actually practice Sabbath and they are committed to it on the weekly and they are committed to silence and solitude kind of all throughout the week, not just necessarily on their Sabbath day. I mean, when they are committed to this mentality of taking Sabbath, it's amazing how God mm. shows up right. and they get done probably more in six days than they right. ever did in seven days before they really begin to monitor it. And so uh, I don't know, sorry, I just, so I just <laughs> noticed a something, there's <laughs> a little piece of fuzz wandering around my head, so I just tried to grab it. Um, but, um, but you know, that God, he does step in and he does show up. And that's, I think that's once why it was so pivotal for the, for the Hebrew people. And we see it even in the very, very beginning of the book that God takes a day and he rests after this creation, that that's how we are created. If we are going to be in his image and be created in his image, we've got to take these moments where we are actually going to rest and let our body rest and let our minds rest and right. reconnect and make sure that we are staying connected to the vine. We have to, I mean, you know, and he's the one that created us. He's the one that designed us. He knows how we work. He knows every part of our bodies. He knows that he did not design us to go 24-7, you know, like we want to do. Like we never want to slow down, but our bodies cannot, can't do it. Yeah, we can't do it. And like I said, we we weren't created that way. You know, I think God's pretty smart, you know. Right. You know, and I think there's a great example of this too, you know, um, there's, there are restaurants, you know, obviously like Chick-fil-A, the Lord's Chicken, um, whatever you want to <laughs> call it. <laughs> but they, they practice this. Right. And, man, you can't go buy Chick-fil-A without it being 100% packed right. pretty much all the time. You know what I'm right. saying? And, and, like, a lot of people would look at that and they'd say, well, just think about how much more money they can make on a Sunday. But maybe there's something to the mentality, you know what, right. that, that they are – going to allow their workers to have that day where right. no workers are going to be working. I love it. And you know what I'm saying? Like everything is going to be fallow and everything is going to just be laid and put to rest for one day. And so maybe there is something to them really being able to do that. Oh, I believe so. I definitely believe so. And I think to our day and time and, you know, our culture in America, this whole, and I think we touched on this last last week about consumerism, you know, when is enough enough? And, you know, a lot of people that are self-employed, yep. I think, struggle with taking, because, you know, a lot of businesses are closed, you know, maybe on the weekends or, you know, not my husband because right, he's right. keeping lights on for people or, you know, medical workers. But, um, but yeah, I think a lot of Self-employed people have yep. a harder time because it is up to them, you know, to, to put the, the bread on the table. You right. know, it, it, it is on them. So, um, but when is enough enough, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's where we have to draw the lines and yep. say, my temple, I am the temple. Mm. You know, you've given me this body. My mind needs to rest. My body needs to rest. And like you said, you'll accomplish more in a rested state yep. than ever. Yeah. And it's... And you'll have more joy and you'll have more hope and you'll be able to love people a whole lot better right. and you'll have a whole lot more peace in your life. Like all of this flows together with everything we're talking about lectionary, with the patterns of our life. Like I said, it all comes right. back to those patterns of our life. 
the ultimate question is, God, are we going to trust you? Right. That you're going to keep your end of the deal. That you're going to be truly God of our lives. You're going to be a provider. You're going to be the one that um, that does all those things for us. And trust is a hard issue for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have trust issues, I think, uh, on a deep level. Right. And again, this is a practice that you have to do. Yes. On a continual basis. Yes. It's not something you can do this week and then say, oh, I tried that. But yep. you do. This is practices that we incorporate yep. into our rhythms of life. So that means other things have to go. Yep. And I think that can be hard, you know, because it's like, okay, I've got to let go the potential to make money today or I've got to let it go. And it's all, again, it boils down to trust. Yep. Good job. On a good deep, deep level. <laughs> yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, we're not trying to discourage you or we don't want you to say, oh man, I'm not having Sabbath or I'm not taking the silence times and say, man, I'm not a very good Christian. And that's not the reality. I'm not a good follower of Jesus, but, but we would just encourage you take 10 minutes, you know, like you said, just take 10 minutes and start with 10 minutes. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, try to up to 15 minutes or 11 minutes, you know, like right. don't even, you know, just, just try to begin to practice this and incorporate this discipline into your life. And we believe that you will see the fruit. Right. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a hundred percent the best at this. Um, I'm not, I, I wish I was better at this. You know, when I was pastoring, I was actually pretty good. I was always made sure that there was a day where I didn't answer the phone. I didn't do anything for work. Um, and my wife was very adamant about that, that I had a day where when it came to work, I just left it behind. Um, now that I'm not in, I'm kind of in the secular world a little bit, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and so I'm trying to figure out what this new rhythm potentially right. is. Um, but man, figure out that rhythm, figure out that pattern. Right. It doesn't have to be Sunday, you know, like right. just find a day or find some time, um, that you can have that silence, that solitude that you can invest potentially just in relationship, invest right. in your family, invest in, you know, some of those things, um, those things that really, um, I guess make you click or whatever, you know, that, and, uh, man, invest that, those right. opportunities, those opportunities. Like I said, I think God will bless it on a deep level. Bre- be brave to unplug, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. now with technology, I mean, that's such a game changer because people yep. can, you know, it used to be probably, you're too young. You don't know what it was like when what? you just had a phone. No, I do. <laughs> I got my first cell phone as a sophomore in college. Okay, so maybe you do understand. <laughs> but it, there used to be a time that if anybody wanted you, they called your phone and you had the option. But now it's just in your hand and yep. they can't get you calling you. They'll text you or email you or Facebook message, message you or Instagram or Twitter. You name it. People can get a hold of you 24-7. Yep. And it's so important to draw boundaries yep. around that and say, you know what? I'm going to turn this off. And, you know, there's been times that I've done that and I've told Eric, you know, or I've told my people, my, my kids, I'm turning off my phone today. If you need me, get in touch with dad, yep. <laughs> you know, but we need to do that for each other because that, I think that's a huge obstacle. You know, there's a lot of noise with TV and the things that we mentioned, but just being um, available 24 seven is hard. Yep. And find somebody like if, if you say, all right, that's good. Um, this is my, my, I guess, characteristic, or I don't know how you define this, but like I, if I, there's something I really want to do, I will do good for like two weeks, like mm-hmm. just knocking it out of the park. But then after that, like two week mark, it starts to f- kind of fall by the wayside. So tell somebody what you're doing too, right? Yeah. Like tell somebody, and we're going to be talking about accountability probably down the road a little bit. 
find somebody who understands the importance of it and who will be willing to ask you the hard questions to say, hey, did you turn off your electronics? Did you spend, like you said, you can just tell them, hey, my goal is I just want to spend 10 minutes, three times a week right now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and they'll ask you, Hey, did you, did you get your time in? And then be honest with them and say, you know what? I didn't. And not that they're going to beat you down, but they can encourage you and can right. try to push you as you are, 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 I guess, developing this discipline, developing right. this, this ability to be able to do this, but find somebody that's willing to journey with you and right. like, don't do it. You're not, you don't have to do this on your right, own. Right. You don't and have to feel do free to reach out to us. Yeah, you absolutely. can email us at growing help, living faith at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on our facebook yeah facebook page, page is a yeah. uh, growing hope living faith podcast yes and let us know how it's going yeah absolutely. i mean you may have a great experience to share or a funny story to share you know yeah. so we would love to hear from you if you decide to to start this as an especially if it's new but we would just love to hear from you and um, how you're growing in this discipline in this rhythm of your life that's right because you're not alone you're not alone. Because I am just learning too. <laughs> <laughs> we're growing uh, just as much as anybody else is we're growing. Growing and, in hope uh, and uh, living out our faith. That's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do. We do appreciate you listening so much. And um, like I said, feel free to reach out to us. And we look forward. I look forward to the continued conversation. Yes. I feel like today was was a lot of fun. Uh, it's very challenging for for us, but we hope that you've been challenged and you've been encouraged all in the same right. Uh, we hope you know that we love you, that God loves you. And, uh, man, we hope you have a, a great rest of your week. Grace and peace. God bless. Bye-bye.